Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm alongside comedian Pratik Srivastava. What is up, wrestling world? I'm coming to you from parts unknown, or maybe I'm coming to you from Sherman Oaks, California. I will let you, the viewers and or listeners, decide. I think you're always coming from parts unknown because nobody ever knows where you are. No one knows where I am. No, it's it's wild. Uh, uh, and how are you doing, Sam? Uh, I just want to say real quick, shout out uh, to our maestro, Sam Medina. I'm glad you powered through uh, and are doing better, feeling better and doing better. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's life, man. Life gets in the way of uh, fun shit sometimes. Right. Hell yeah. Hey, so how have you been, man? It's been a little while since we uh, since we had a chance to chat. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Uh, doing better. Uh, been on the road, uh, traveling back and forth. Uh, uh, I found a way to download some like wrestling stuff. So luckily this time on the plane, I actually, for one of the few times I've been traveling, I actually watched wrestling on an airplane. It was wild. Oh, nice. What did you watch? Uh, what was I watching? I was able to download. There's a site where you can rip YouTube videos off. So I was able to download the uh, uh, what's it called? Um, there were a couple. There were a couple rampage matches that Keith Lee's been having, uh, uh, or as I call him, Silver Fox Lee, with his with his <laughs> white hair and cape. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, he's. I just been wanting. I've been trying to support Keith Lee. You know, I'm happy he's. You know, it's it's weird. Like I don't. I think this is a good kicker off topic, but I don't really support, I'm not, I don't get the tribalism of, I like this federation. I don't like this. Like I support certain guys and girls. Like I'm more fan of specific individuals. And so depending where they go, I'll watch whatever promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've That's how I've was, always found my wrestling fandom. I don't know about you. I've always thought that was super silly because I watch as much wrestling as I can. I remember the 90s, the Monday Night Wars. I was flipping back and forth. I was into it all. I wasn't like, you know, F these guys, F these guys, whatever. Sometimes WWE sucks. You know, sometimes AEW sucks. Sometimes they're good. Uh, but uh, I am for more wrestling companies equal more jobs and more opportunities for the people that I like to watch. Oh, exactly. That's the biggest thing. I mean, that's if anything comes away from AEW, like if AEW, I'm not trying to say, I'm, tr- I'm not even trying to put this out there. But say <laughs> AEW's not around, at least in the feather in their cap, they can say is they raised the pay floor and the pay gap for wrestlers. They raised it. And you know what? They're shining a huge spotlight on the indie scene. WWE does not do that. Does not do that. They kind of did it. There was a brief minute in 2018, 2019, where Evolve was kind of on the NXT's radar and they were on the network and, and you know, you know, Triple H was bringing over some of the impact guys and indie guys that you didn't think you would see. Like who would have, if you told me 10 years ago, Kevin Owens, the Smojo would have been in the WWE ring. I would be like, wait, what? So I have to give Paul Levesque a little bit. Like he shined a light on non-traditional indie guys. Yeah, he did. That's, that's very true. He did. And that definitely wasn't a Vince move. That wasn't a a Vincent Kennedy move. That was a Paul Levesque move. He even brought a Jushin Thunder Liger in for a for NXT Takeover, like for a minute. Yeah, he faced Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, I don't don't know what he's doing these days. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's uh, was he an Impact for a minute, or was Fandango? Uh, Dirty Dongo is an Impact for sure. Okay, it's Fandango's and uh, or Dirty Dongo. I gotta, I gotta get the legal name right, baby. Yeah, Dirty Dongo. Don't want Vince to come after you. Yeah, (laughs) hey pal. (laughs) 
Hey, Val, that's my name. I made that name up. I never liked the name Fandango because it's like that movie website. It never makes sense to me. Allegedly, I heard when the Brody Lee tribute episode happened, they mentioned uh, Eric Rowan did a little cameo at the end. And they're like, they said Eric Rowan's name instead of like his, you know, indie name, which is Eric Redbeard. And I guess somebody made a call and then either Paul or somebody called back and said, hey, don't worry about it. Sorry. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's the guy died. It's a fucking tribute show. Like we don't need to pull a legal move on a on a tribute show. Like what the fuck? Well, uh, Jim Ross said Daniel Bryan a million times. Yeah, Jim, if Jim Ross got in trouble for every for every wrong name he said, he said Daniel Bryan. He's called he's called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. You know, like he's yeah. he's man, like. I love Jim Ross. I mean, he, Jim Ross deserves thousand botches and passes. I don't care. Oh he yeah. Speak, but man, it is it is entertaining. There there's a couple YouTube clips of <laughs> of montage. Uh, this isn't news, but yesterday or whatever day it was, Tori Wilson posted a video of her working out, but she was twerking in the video. Yeah. And people commented on it. I saw the video. Whatever. Uh, Jim Ross retweeted it, which whatever. And then somebody says. Can we please tell JR that his retweets are public? <laughs> Jim Ross quoted that guy's tweet and said, "What's your point?" Yeah. Cuz I mean, he's you know, he's a single guy, you know, his wife unfortunately passed away. But like whatever, he can retweet women twerking. Like he doesn't have to answer to anybody. Yeah, why does he have to fucking Like who cares what he's doing? He's retweeting. It's not like he's He's not pulling a Jerry Lawler. If we want to talk about old men being creepy, that's Jerry Lawler, not fucking. You could just Jim say Ross. that he, he sat next to Jerry for too long. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jerry J- Jerry's rubbing off on him now, man. Oh, by the way, when uh, real side note during the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony this year, uh, obviously Andy Kaufman went in. Jerry Lawler wasn't feeling well. He did do an introduction, but the minute the minute Jerry Lawler came on the screen. Everybody around me, because everybody around me was like 36 and up, pup, they, they started yelling puppies. Like, he is forever synonymous with the word puppies. Yeah, yeah. That'll, ne- he'll never, that'll never leave his, like, that should, be, that should be on his tombstone when he passes away, puppies. And I think, I think uh, Road Dog said it first uh, on commentary, yeah. but then King ran with it. King ran with it, a little, yeah, uh, yeah. A little too good, which nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nope, definitely nothing wrong with that. Puppies. Hell yeah. So we got a little bit of news before we get into our, our main event, which is like our draft our draft stuff. preview episode. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that. I'm actually excited about the draft. Anything can happen, but we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that. Hey, the first thing I want to talk about, Pratique, is uh I think you uh should give us a bit of information here because apparently uh CM Punk uh in Chicago, your hometown of Chicago. Uh, went to the backstage of Monday Night Raw. They said it was quick. He was there a little bit. He talked to a few people, including The Miz and Triple H, and then security asked him to leave, and then he respectfully left. Uh, but I know that you probably have sources inside the building, critique. so what happened? Man, uh, <laughs> I almost was going to... First off, I was trying to go to that Raw. Oh, wow. Secondly, I was almost going to go backstage because I had a friend who was trying to... He does some graphic stuff. There was talk of maybe getting me i was gonna say his name on air but i'm not because he didn't get me in uh but i was possibly going to be backstage 
for that just by happenstance of, hey, I never get to go backstage ever. I've been to a bunch of events. So that would have been wild. I might have almost, like, shit my pants. I might have. I think he would have been gone by the time anybody in public went back there because it was apparently that, it was earlier in the day. Early in the day. Uh, so the, 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 the sort of hearsay uh, report of this is CM Punk was doing, well, he does commentary uh, in Florida for uh, a, 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 like sort of a minor league uh, UFC style company. I believe they're called Cage Fighting yeah, or Cage Fight right. Man. I don't that's know their right. exact name. Don't quote me. So he does his regular commentary gig for that. Uh, and he uh, was flying back from Florida, Chicago. He does have a home in Chicago. He has a home in LA. I believe a home in Milwaukee, home in Chicago. He was coming back to Chicago. Like that, that he didn't just fly in for fun. He lives in Chicago, comes back to Chicago, and I guess on the way from Florida, given that a lot of wrestlers live in Florida, he ran into wrestlers on the plane, yeah. and they were going to Raw. So he didn't even know that Raw was yeah. in Chicago. Uh, that is the part of the story that I am a little hesitant on. It's not that he doesn't know. It's if he's doing this, and he's and he knows his stature. Like if anyone, like he knows how leak prone WWE is. He was there. He did. Did you don't think CM Punk would know that someone was going to report on this and give like blood, like just a drop of blood for sharks of dirt sheets? You don't think he didn't know that people were going to make a make a big thing out of it? He probably knew. So the question I have and the what I'm thinking is CM Punk probably knows. You know, there's obviously the TV deal with the second show. They're quietly removing Dark Elevation. They're quietly having, you know, uh, people from the elite kind of give weird apologies. Like, I don't know if you heard about Hangman Page going on, like, some, like, weird Twitter tirade about, hey, I actually do listen to old guys in the locker room, and my, my quote from 12 months ago was taken out of context. Why is it that he's going and replying to this thing now? Like, he's had, like, 12 months to respond to the rumor of him saying he doesn't listen to old timers. Why is he addressing this now? That makes me think that Tony's trying to smooth things over. That makes me think Punk is trying to smooth things over Jericho, the alleged Jericho Punk meeting that happened behind closed doors. That make that makes more sense to me. So this is sort of out of left field. Like, why is he going to WWE? Is he trying to send a message to AEW's locker room? Is he just garnering interest in AEW? Is he actually trying to mend fences with WWE? Or is he just, you know using them the way he used him. My take on it and what I think is and what my sources in Chicago have told me, it's more likely he was trying to visit some old friends and maybe stir some shit before his return to AEW. Yeah. And it definitely puts him back, you know, in everybody's minds. It puts it keeps him relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's something where he can get away with that. Uh and it makes a difference. Cause I know everybody's been arguing, oh Ricky Starks went to Royal Rumble and hung out with Cody, blah, blah, blah. I mean, well, Ricky Starks yeah, was there. Nobody knew who Ricky him. Starks was, you know? Yeah, and no one really cared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care. I mean, I like Ricky Starks. I thought, I, th- I think he's on the rise. Uh, and I thought it was, I think he just went to support Cody. But yeah, no one really cared. Absolutely, uh, yep. Uh, you may recall, a lot of people don't remember this one. Uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, before Royal Rumble to 2020, which was in Houston, Sammy Guevara's from Houston, he took a toy tank like a toy army tank and did a fake like DC degeneration XO. We invaded WCW. I'm going to invade raw. And he just showed up in the parking lot of Minute Maid park before Royal Rumble 2020. Uh, wow, famously, I didn't know that. 
that he did. He took a couple pictures and it went nowhere. <laughs> you, think, uh, couple- you think he, of all people, would stay away just because of the comments that got him in trouble that he made about Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks, you would have thought. Yeah. Uh, I believe that was before all that, before the comments were, well, before okay. he got okay. caught. Before the comments no, in public. No, 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 before he got caught. The comments yeah, right, before they went, yeah, exactly, before it, yeah. it became like news. Yeah, he, you know, he, he was probably, hey, I'm going to see Sasha Banks. Hey, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. That might be uh, what he saw or he wanted to, never mind. <laughs> he wanted to do those, say those horrible things. Um, <laughs> Man, that's such a, that is such a bizarre, just, you know, again, like, you know, wrestlers don't have to have Twitter accounts. Like, they don't need it. They could just, they could just, or they could just tweet, like, like, William Regal has a Twitter account. He ain't using it regularly. You know, you just, Moxley never uses his unless the, Moxley never uses it. And he used, but he also used it smartly when he did, when he released that video before he appeared on a double or nothing. So I don't think wrestlers need to tweet every day, you know, tweet a little bit on the time of a big match to kind of stir some shit up, blur the lines a little bit. If you're not getting regular TV time, use it for a promo or two, get a little bit of buzz but you don't need to be posting more than once a week. And you certainly don't need to be posting about things outside of the sphere of wrestling. You know what I don't I mean? know, man. I'm having fun on Twitter with Effie and, and Joey Janela and, and all these people just going back and forth with stuff. I mean, well, so they're a little bit different because they're not, you know, I'm they're not, not mainstream. To dis- yeah. That they're not sense. as mainstream as like a Guevara, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're on a show that's on regular cable or network TV, you might want to uh, uh, mind your P's and Q's. Yeah, and you got to kind of you got to kind of present yourself as a star, really. And if exactly. you're out there doing this and that, then you're not really being a star. You're just being a civilian or whatever, a regular guy. Exactly. Yeah, you're not. Well, well, Joe Schmo's gonna do. Well, Joe Schmo's like I paid millions of dollars. Joe Schmo's not on TV. I do think you know a lot of times this thing of oh celebrities have it harder. Well, they're also getting to do really cool things on TV. You you do hold you do have some sort of responsibility when you're on TV and yeah, there is a price for everything. So yeah, celebrities have it harder, but it's like, you know, the Usos can afford an Uber when they've been drinking a little bit. That too. I mean, that's a whole other fucking, you know, Jeff Hardy, Usos. Like what do you do? Yeah. Jeff Hardy. I mean, you know, there's a probably 100 people in his phone that would be willing to come pick Jeff up from somewhere. Fans. Or whoever would be. Yeah. yeah, Owen used to go get rides and stay at fans' house. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like, too. I mean, that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation, like yeah. just how cheap wrestlers are. I mean, we could devote a whole episode to that, but yeah, you don't think Mark's, now certainly Mick Foley and Owen Hart staying at fans' houses, that made a little more sense in 1997 and 1998. Yeah, yeah. Probably and those can't two do guys were super cheapskates. Yeah, and, and cheapskates, and also, let's be honest here, like that, like I could see, I could see Vince being like or, or or just any sort of head honcho being like no you can't stay with fans anymore like that's like from a from a safety point of view i can purely see that not being uh mm-hmm. wise anymore made sense yeah. in 1998 yeah. right you know? yeah and in the 90s it was a different world oh yeah it was a different it was a different era sam but uh the the point i'm trying to make is to get back to you know this whole thing with punk showing up uh, you know, there's the there's the famous clip of, you know, punks talking to Tamina in the parking lot. So I guess, you know, I do think some of it was just, yeah, oh, I want to see some people. And why not? Why can't I go? That's the worst that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, and this is most important. Uh, and I believe I believe this was a little bit. Alvarez talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, he was rightfully removed because of contract tampering. He, he is a sign 
contract the talent for a rival promotion. I'm sure they want to protect themselves, but especially when they already WWE already has dirty allegations against them well, for many allegations. They have thousands <laughs> of allegations. Yeah. Contract specifically one of the one of the many. But talking to contract the talent, that's kind of a now, I don't know if that's a Vince move. I can actually see that growing up being more of a Paul Levesque move than a Vince move. I can see Vince being smart not to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and one thing, one thing about, about the position they're in now is Triple H can make a few calls and blame it on Vince in a way. You know, like oh yeah. Triple H could have said, hey, Punk needs to leave, Vince said. And who's going to question him about that? No, he's back now. It makes sense now. He's fucking running around. So I could see, I could, see, and let's be honest here. Who has more of a beef with Punk than than between Vince and Triple H? Triple H. Yeah, absolutely. So I could easily see Triple H trying to be all playing nice. You know, listen, he's the retired guy with the pacemaker now who's trying to be all love and free and wrestle. We're just wrestlers and we're just trying to put smiles on people's faces. Absolutely. But in the heart of hearts, he's still the game. He still plays the game. And he doesn't like Punk. And, and rightfully, I'm not saying it's justified. I'm just saying that they have... Obviously, some stuff that they need to work out. I don't <laughs> think it's all going to be. It's so funny when people are like, oh, Punk's coming back. Vince is gone. I'm like, yeah, but Triple H is still there. And who did he have right. beef with? Yeah, exactly. Who did not put Punk over when he was white hot at Night of Champions in 2011? That wasn't a yeah. Vince move. That was a Triple H. And who's running the company? The doofus son-in-law. The doofus, the doofus son-in-law with the big nose, you know? <laughs> I still remember the first time I watched the pipe bomb. Like, dude, how is Triple H not wanting to beat his ass? I still, I do think there's weird resentment. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. There's weird resentment. Yeah. Like oh, he yeah. went hard at Triple H during that uh, that pipe bomb. People forget that. I feel like Triple H has that relationship with uh, you know like Chris Jericho and like uh, Kurt Angle, where there's like resentment there, but they still kind of get along because they have to. Yeah, but with Jericho, I mean, Jericho openly says Triple H and him in screaming matches, whether it be back in the Attitude Era, or even during the, there was that famous during the Kevin Owens friendship, of festival of friendship, like Triple H and Chris ran at each other over how to finish that segment. And Triple H is like, it's not your show. He's like, it's not your show either. It's Vince's show. He openly, Chris famously said that. The it will be Triple one day, H. Chris. And I'll yeah. run that show for 10 months. Ten months, uh, a ten long months. I will bring back Dexter Loomis. God damn it! It'll be the best ten months of this decade. Yeah. Oh God, poor, poor Loomis and Gargano. I feel like they're, you know, at least Karrion Cross got a couple good moments, couple, you know, big matches. I mean, he didn't really do much with them. You but- know what though? When Karrion Cross came back, you said. Why start him at the top? All they're going to do with him is go down. And guess where they've gone with him? Go, they gone with that. I, I knew it. Like, there was no reason for him to be involved. No. He should have started and, where he is now and worked his way up to McIntyre. And here's the other convoluted thing behind that process. They built, they, they put him right in the middle of Drew and Roman. Okay, good position to be in. So you think, oh, naturally, Karrion's going to cost Drew the title at Clash of the, Ca- the Class of the Castle. And that sets up a feud for Drew and Karrion later. They did that, but who actually cost Drew the title at Classic Castle? Solo. So why do you bring in two people like that and kind of, you could have had one person bring him in, cost him the title, and then build a feud organically. You didn't need to do this weird, and I feel like Triple H pushes for that more weird swerving maneuver of, we're going to have one guy, but it's going to be another guy, but just keep it simple. It could have been one guy costing the feud, and then they cost him the title, and they have a feud for four months. They yeah, and they then on top of that, so much. 
And then Drew's fighting Carrion, but why is he not fighting Solo? Like, it it really bothered me the way they botched it. I agree with that completely. What like I was saying really though, pissed me off. on top of that, it's like when he debuted, he put his hourglass on the ring apron and he looked at Roman in the eyes and said, TikTok motherfucker. And then yeah. he never looked at Roman again. Yeah, he never even did. Nope. Yeah, very strange. Like, oh, we're smart. We're trying to make you guys think. He, I was he like, can't... he's the next champion. Right, but that's what you want. Or that's what you position him as when you do something like that. But then he never, he never even got a title shot. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have given, they got Matt Riddle. They gave him a SmackDown title. You couldn't have given Terry like just one. Just give him one. He could have botched it and lost. But, you know, you didn't even give him any sort of like main event title picture when you put him in that spot. That's why to me, if you're going to bring him in and not put him in that spot, start him lower. He could be yeah. annihilating fucking Humberto Carrillo or something and just, yeah. you know, like, like build him up that way and you keep him away from a title, you know, you know, now nah, I don't know. Like maybe they'll put him, you know, that's all be interesting to see what happens with the draft. You have Gargano, you got Dexter Loomis, who they've done really nothing with. Uh, um, at least Gargano got to go back to NXT and have that really nice match with uh, 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 Waller, you know, and he had a little bit with Miz, you know, but they didn't give him a big singles match. They could have given him, they could have had, Gargano and Miz have like even a singles match of like Survivor Series, like one of the big four. He could have had one big singles, you know. He barely got a spotlight in the Rumble. He got a really good. I was there at the Rumble. He got a really good pop, but you know, again, you're not doing anything with him. Like feed him someone. You want to build people up. You got to make people want to want to root for them, especially on a main. Well, they're not getting over on the main roster, pal. But are you making people want to get them over on the main roster? Right. Are you making people want to support these guys? No, you're not. Yeah. And that's what they've always, like, I feel like that's been the story of NXT call-ups since day one. I mean, a few, you know, Sammy, Sammy and Kevin, you know. A few aside from a very few. Aside, but, but look how Kevin came up, challenging John Cena. Mm-hmm. With the look NXT that. title, that was badass. Yeah. Sammy came up. I mean, Sammy also, he had that really good, the, the, the he came up with, I remember it was, it was TakeOver Dallas at 432, and he had that match with Nakamura. Then he's also in the actual pay-per-view in the opening title, opening contest, which is a ladder match. People are singing his theme song the next day, and then fucking, what are they doing with them? I mean, well, what they do is they put him with Owens, and they give him, like, a weird three-month feud with Owens, which is good. You know, put him with a guy he knows already. But, man, like, he, Sammy also, Sammy Zayn's a perfect example of, you know, getting over, comes in, gets over. People are singing his song, falls down the ladder, like practically claws and scratches and gets his way back up fighting through the bad booking and you know but not everybody can do that right right exactly i think ricochet they kind of you know he's starting to get a little bit you know he's had a couple good big spotlight moments he's actually had two different good mania moments he had the one with uh cesaro at mania 35 if you watch that uh tag match that he has with it was was a fatal four-way i implore people i know mania 35 is a four fucking hour pay-per-view not counting the three-hour pre-show uh but go back and watch the third match on mania 35 it's a fatal four-way tag team match tag team titles match between usos uh rusev and nakamura such a weird shoot pairing that was wow uh the the bar which was cesaro and sheamus and then you had alistair black and ricochet as the other shoot tag oh i remember that they debuted the tag team which they debuted a tag team weird they had a really – it's actually a really good match that's kind of tucked away, sandwiched between four fucking other and, – and they also had to do it – guess what? They, of course, started out with 15 minutes. Their time was cut to 
eight minutes, 50 seconds, but they really made some magic in that eight minutes, 50 seconds. I encourage people go back and watch it. There's a lot of really good moments. Ricochet and Cesaro, they're using, you know, the brutal, the, 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 the brawling style, the stiff punches, the stiff uppercuts with the sort of aerial maneuvers. They do a good job of ring psychology. I, and with fatal four ways, you know, everybody's a mess. It's a car wreck, but it, it was a good car wreck. Should have been a good opening contest, you know. Hell yeah. But then, like, on top of all that, I feel like Ricochet is probably the, the biggest star right now that he's ever been because he's getting that Braun Strowman rub. He's getting the Braun Strowman rub. And I think when Triple H first took over, uh, if you remember those SmackDowns right after SummerSlam, right at the, you know, crux of Triple H taking over, he was featuring Ricochet in singles matches on Fox, on SmackDown every week, like against Baron Corbin, feeding him to Miz, you know, just giving, making him look good, you know, giving him these weird tune-up matches or whatever, and they were you just like, oh, hey, who's this young, smiley guy who's doing aerial moves? Like, the kids will get into that quickly, especially, mm-hmm. you know, on SmackDown on Fox. You utilize him, make him the Rey Mysterio of the new SmackDown, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, utilize yeah. him on the wrestling show. You know Kids I mean? would definitely uh, like him a lot. Immediately, yeah. And he, I will say that, you know, he got a good reaction during that WrestleMania showcase, the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, again, really impressed with day one, uh, night one of, uh, not day one. I completely agree with you. Yeah, they they did a really good job top to bottom with that. Uh, so again, sorry, we're going off on 20 million tangents, but the point is, I'm excited for the draft. I want to see what they do with Ricochet. I want to see what they do with Gargano. I want to see what they do with some of these guys that have fallen off the wayside. You know, Jonah, not, I keep calling him Jonah, but Bronson Reed. I feel bad. I keep calling him Jonah. <laughs> uh, do we, do we know if Gargano's been on Raw ever since he went back to NXT? Because I feel like maybe he's back in NXT. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. He has not appeared. Uh, since that match now i guess there's a rumor that he got injured now was it a shoot injury mm. or actual injury i mean kevin owens got injured and was taken off live events for like two live events then he came back so i don't know what's going to happen to him uh braun Strowman got a concussion on live events and actually tweeted sorry to my fans that miss me but I'm, I'm trying to come back soon so you got you got you know a lot of people that are injured a lot of people who weren't on mania you got people who are coming up from nxt so i'm actually really uh, excited about this draft because you got people who are injured who you thought they were going to come back and then they didn't come back. You had people that were NXT call-ups like Braun Breaker, who I don't know what he's still doing in NXT, but you know, I assume he's going to get called up. Oh, I hate, I hate uh, him as a heel. I mean, I hate him as a baby face, but I hate him as a heel even more. I think you bring way. him in and you don't really tell, let the people figure out what he is. Yeah. He's like, and just let him brutalize like people. Give he's him, like give him mean. short squash matches, build him up like Goldberg. Like just, you know, just build them up. Keep them away from any title for like four or five months until like a SummerSlam. Keep them away from titles. Just give him like quick matches, enhancement matches. Maybe give him Ziggler or something. Well, he already faced Ziggler, so probably not Ziggler. Give him another, you know, Cor- give him Corbin. Yeah, like put Corbin on the biggest losing streak you can. Yeah. <laughs> Give everybody give a, Corbin. Give him, <laughs> give him a Corbin. Well, remember when like Ziggler was the NXT call up enhancer guy, like when yeah. Nakamura showed up his first feud, Ziggler. When Rude showed up first feud, Ziggler. Yep, Tyler Breeze, same thing. Ziggler. Tyler Breeze, Ziggler. Like, yeah. just I feel like Corbin could f- fall into that role. And like, then. Uh, and then Dolph went down there and feuded with Braun for a minute and beat him for the title and then lost about And beat him for the title. Uh, and it, on what, on what, on what, what Dolph called in his stand-up set, he called it, 
I finally got to headline Brunchomania. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, early in the day on that wrestling. Or do we, and we didn't really talk about the new, we kind of talked a little bit about the title, but like, do you give Braun the rocket and get, put him on this heavyweight title, uh, you know? Oh, that would be insane if they put it on him. Do you give him the Finn Balor? You know, you talk, we talked about Finn Balor, Seth. Uh, Finn, when he came into the main roster, Finn had one of the fastest. I don't think people remember how fast and how hot Finn was yeah. when he came into the main roster. Yeah, I know. He, he was drafted, like, within the top five. And was, I think he was, he was, like, number six or number seven. He comes in first night on Raw. He beats – he's in two triple threats to become number one contender for Universal title. He beats Roman on his first night on Raw yeah, in 2016. That. That's huge. Wow, that's crazy. That is so, crazy. Yeah, they definitely brought yeah, him in as a main eventer. Like, we're going to shoot him up to the moon. I also think there was a possibility of if Finn hadn't gotten injured, they would have given him – I just believe because if you look at Finn's record for a while, he was beating everybody at SummerSlam. I was thinking at one point he now eventually he lost at SummerSlam. I was like, are they going to make him the next Undertaker like for like of like a SummerSlam streak? <laughs> they can't funny. do that anymore because he lost. But man, yeah. like for a while, uh, he could have done that. Um, so yeah, maybe you give Braun Breaker that. Maybe give yeah. Braun Breaker a SummerSlam streak or something. I don't know, you know. He's. I know a lot of people don't like him. Um, I don't know. He, I, I'm okay with him. There's there's worse people. There's worse people. Also, his promos. It's weird. Like he came in and he had like really good vignettes when he started. He was like, "You want a friend? Go find a dog." And it fits. You know the callback of pup face. You know, ooh, ooh, ooh. like it fits the legacy too. You were intrigued by him because again, he looks like a fucking killer. He's got great looks. I actually like that he's not going by Steiner. Like just. He's already doing the move set. He already has the singlets. You don't need anything else from him. Yeah, they already do the right. hoo 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 chants or whatever. And like induct- his, yeah. his promo is like a combination of both Steiners. Yeah. So weird. He talks like Scott, but he, he obviously he looks like both of them, but he talks like Scott. I feel like he sounds like Scott, but he has like the inflection of Rick. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. He sounds yeah, he he sounds he has yeah, like inflection of Rick, but like sounds like Scott. Yeah, but like probably not as. Good. But his promo skills. He's also only like twenty six. That's the other thing too. Like his promo skills will grow. Dude, I think he's like twenty four. Last time I looked him up. Oh, so he's like Dominic's age. Yeah, no, Dominic's dude. Talk like about. 20, I think Dominic's dude, like twenty six. There's so many like young guys of that kind of like Orton era. Kind of, like it's, we're kind of in that OVW kind of uh, Batista Orton era with all these new guys that are coming up. You yeah, you're freaks. right. You're right. Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, B- B- Braun Breaker coming in. Fucking, uh, uh, who else just came in? Who's who's young? I don't know, but I think Carmelo Hayes has a pretty bright Carmelo future. Carmelo Hayes, I mean, he's not in main roster. He's not in, but, yeah, but like, I think he has a yeah. pretty bright future. All these guys, Solo. Solo's the other one I was thinking of. Solo. Yeah, like, oh, man. Solo, Sokoa versus Braun Breaker, WrestleMania in 10 years. You know, something like dude, that. Dude, that's, I could see it. Look at that legacy match right there. Look yeah. at that legacy right there. Yeah. So Crazy. I'm excited. The point is, I'm excited for the draft. Um, uh, uh, and I'm excited. I'm actually, I'm not, I know the title. I know. So we talked a little bit about this heavyweight. They're bringing back the heavyweight, but the heavyweight championship, but it doesn't look the same. Um, yay or nay on the belt design. How do you feel about the design itself? Sam? I hate it. It's garbage. Is it because it's not as like, it looks more platinum than gold and 
or no, it's not because of the color. Um, I feel like it's because the way they tried to design the big gold with the big logo in the middle. Because the yeah. big gold belt looks to me like it's a bunch of like melted gold, right? That kind of like melted into this belt, right? And, but then it looks like they got somebody to kind of go in and define the logo, right? So they, they got a big hunk of gold. That's me going to define it. So define the whole thing. Don't just define part of it. I don't know. That's true too. It it looks almost like it's sad. Like they're trying to pay tribute to the big gold belt, but it looks more like a ripoff of the AEW belt. It, to me, it looks like the old school TNA title. It's so crazy. It does. Yeah, yeah. I see that too for sure. Um, uh, one of the best things I saw online was somebody photoshopped a picture of the big gold belt uh, with you know Roman's title with the with the front face plate of Roman's title, the WWE logo, and just put it right yeah. on top of the big gold belt. Oh really? Yeah, it was hilarious. That's that's funny. Yeah, they could have just had it be the big gold. They didn't have to like we got to put our own. That's such a WWE. I don't even play. I don't even think that's a Vince thing. I think that's just a WWE thing, and they can't get away from it. Is we got to put a fresh coat of paint on, pal. We I mean, I feel like it. they could have etched um, a huge WWE logo, the same size logo, in the middle of the big gold belt. Uh, yeah. Without putting that big world, I think the world is what makes it look really bad. I don't know. I yeah, don't the know. world kind of makes it look weird, and I don't know. Like it could have been more gold, and it just looks like a different color. Maybe it's the lighting too. Um, yeah, it was a pretty bad lighting. And again, the thing is, just you know, I don't want it to be the junior title. It's gonna be. It's always gonna be looked at as a junior title. It's never gonna be not the junior title. Oh it's, yeah, it's definitely a consolation prize. And then I was really upset with the way the reason for the belt, like the television reason. Uh, he said, basically, he said, uh, Roman has a contract that states he doesn't have to wrestle very often, and that hurts WWE, and that hurts WWE fans. And then it's like, well, you guys agreed to this contract. So. Contract, so why did you, you're putting it on Roman when you should put it on yourselves. You signed that shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, also, we don't need to state how often Roman needs to defend it. He can just be an attractor. No, you keep mentioning it, and it's getting annoying. And I, it you, is, I'm saying yeah. they're they're mentioning and it's getting more annoying. You know what I mean? Like I get it. He's got 14 fucking kids. He's an attraction. He's also, he's done his time. All these guys cannot work the same way they've worked forever. You know, they're going to either get hurt or if I still, I worry about Seth Rollins guys. Guy had a, I think if you looked at last year's match count, the Usos had the most matches, but as a single star set that like 149 and they had 153. Oh, wow. And though you know, 153 tag versus 149 singles. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So Unless to me, I worry about these out guys. With an injury or a DUI at the time. DUI, yeah, exactly. Injury <laughs> or DUI, and that's the thing with Seth. Like you know, like I worry about all these guys and girls and everybody out there, regardless of your federation or league. Like I hope you get. You know, there's no off season. Your off season in wrestling is when you get injured, and that hasn't changed. And it's just, I worry about these. I worry about the performers' health. I really do, and I so do I too. want everybody. You know, I want everybody to take care of themselves. I want them to get more time off. Actually, you know, the whole thing about CM Punk getting wild at the StarCast uh, press conference where he's like, time out, uh, time off, what? Like, that's a thing now? Yes, I'm glad that's a thing now, Punk. And maybe it is. Maybe you didn't get some in your day, but you can feel proud that your your words and your anger and the growth of AEW is allowing – the boys and girls and everybody get time off. I want yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like Punk, what what happened with Punk kind of started that revolution a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, you know, maybe we should give him some time off and he wouldn't have exploded like that. So let's just consider that for other people. There's nothing wrong with that. I think I think more uh 
companies need to do. I mean, AEW is kind of doing that already. If you I think feel like they would, I feel like I wish they would do a rotation system more. So, well, because also just not everybody's like, why I never, I never figured that, you know, when you see a backstage promo and like somebody's there, I figure, oh, they just taped that in advance. They're not actually flying in, but apparently people flying and then don't get used. Yeah, all the time. And it's just like, oof. Like, at least I hope you're the, you know, you're, well, I guess they cover the flights, but not the hotel, but like, Jesus. But you're right, though. They could just call Seth and be like, hey, we're not going to use you on Raw, but if you could film something and send it to us, that'd be great. Well, that's what I, th- I feel like AEW does that a little bit more. They're more mm-hmm. like concise of, if you see a backstage thing, they're probably, uh, you know, they're they're trying to they're trying to be economic when it comes to flights, which makes that I completely get that. There's no reason for these yeah. people to be flying in for a backstage segment. Those, That's what uh, happened with Chris Jericho. He shows up to Raw 25, a <laughs> big surprise, and then does like a little thing in the back. Like, what the fuck? Right, he could have sent in a video. Exactly, it makes no sense. Yeah, and those those little backdrops that say AEW on them, they should like send those to all the big stars. Oh my god, and they could just do them and all. Yeah, send one to like Jericho and Adam Cole and Britt Baker and yeah. Well, now I've heard also some people they just do backstage stuff on the TV show, televised show, then they do dark matches afterwards. That's fine too. I get it. Yeah, you have to advertise certain people. Uh, like I think for Matt Madison Square Garden, like this was after John Cena lost to Roman at SummerSlam, like he was off TV, but then he showed up uh to the 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 whatever SmackDown at Madison Square Garden, but he obviously he didn't show up on TV. It was just for the fans afterwards, you know. Mm-hmm. So they do that a lot, which there's nothing wrong with that. Again, you know, I have no, I have no problem with that. It's just a matter of. You know, let's be economical. Let's be let's be let's be happy with people's time. You know, so I hope that that would come from this. Is you have your so your B team or your off season, or you can plug guys and girls in if somebody gets injured. You know what I mean? Like bring them back. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Here's another thing about the draft. Going back to the draft, uh, I was a little bit perturbed at first because I tweeted out a couple of days ago. WWE is having a draft: Raw versus SmackDown. Doesn't Adam Pierce run both those brands? <laughs> like what's he gonna be doing drafting against himself you know like, that's, the that's thing. a there's great no, draft there's no smackdown authority figure maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna put it's in been, the it's been adam pierce it's been adam pierce they've been showing no that's TV. what i'm saying maybe there'll be a separate authority figure. maybe so maybe somebody be- replied to my tweet and said per storyline which i have not seen this on tv i'm only going by this tweet that somebody said to me per storyline USA Network is drafting for Raw and Fox is drafting for SmackDown, which is hilarious because they don't know who the hell wrestlers are. You know? yeah. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. That if they, they don't make they, it like USA versus Fox, that'd be hilarious. Well, like I remember one of the drafts they did, they had like celebrities announce the picks, like Michael Chaykin and representative of the USA oh, I don't Network remember that. stars. That's I, they did that, yeah. I wonder, because if they're going to do it like that, I wonder if on Friday Night SmackDown, we're only going to get SmackDown picks, and then on Raw, we're only going to get Raw picks. But usually, Ooh, it goes back and forth. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Like, kind of do it, like, yeah, I think that would be, I mean, again, it's it's going to be interesting what they do and what they, you know. How they do it, exactly, because this is the first, <laughs> I guess they did a one draft a while back. But this is the real first draft since they've been on separate competing networks. 
You know, they've also they they advertise the tickets as WWE Draft Live. They're not even calling it a SmackDown or a or um or a Raw. They're just calling it like Draft Night One, Draft Night Two. You know, they're really trying to get into the sports element of it and take the TV like the TV show aspect out of it, which is I mean that's there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's it's always good to make it more make it more exciting for the fans. Yeah, and this week is the NFL draft apparently too. Man, I I bet oh, so I bet they're uh, doing it that way too. So that's another reason why, because right now in in sports culture, draft is a buzzword. Well, that's and that's the big thing that wrestling they uh, you know especially that's a, I can see that being a Kevin Dunn move completely. Uh, we got we got a mirror sports. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was, but somebody on Dynamite said, this week is the draft. I'm like, what? And they're like, the NFL draft. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was great. So what do you think? What are your picks? I don't know. See, the thing about it is it's so unpredictable because we don't know if it's going to be like lottery style, if it's going to be like random, if, if USA Network's going to pick or if Triple H's going to be drafting or whatever. Uh, but a few things that I would like to see is – uh, I would like to see Karrion Cross go to Raw and get like rehabbed, you know, a little bit, have rehab his career. I think uh, he, he could go to Raw. Players. I could see LA Knight because what, what they've been doing is they've been kind of having, especially right before Mania, everybody was going to both, like they were just going to both shows, all hands on deck. Yeah, they were. So you don't even have like specific feuds, so you kind of have to put different people there. I, I guess a big thing would be like, yeah, Drew's been on SmackDown, so maybe bring him over to Raw, you know what I mean? Or like put Seth on Raw. But I feel like you know, Bobby Lashley on SmackDown at this point, you got nothing else for him. I was going to say, Bobby would be a good, like, you know, and, and feed him the Roman, you know, you need somebody strong right now. Yeah. And then <laughs> in less than, a less than a month and a half, we're going to be uh, in a world where WWE and UFC is under the same roof. Do you think we're going to see like Conor McGregor drafted or something like that? I think that would be a nice surprise. I, I could easily see them throwing us a curve of a UFC guy. You know, I know Conor McGregor is the big, you know, he's been talking up a storm on Twitter and all. I mean, Maybe he's they the are guy. Talking. If somebody's going to cross over, it's probably going to be him. Because now I'm thinking, like, I keep going back. It's so weird. I'm thinking about the draft, but I'm almost thinking, okay, who are they going to draft that could go for this heavyweight title at Night of Champions? You know what I mean? And it is in Saudi Arabia. They've yeah, had a lot I of – Oh, I didn't realize that until later on. It is in Saudi Arabia where they're going to crown the champion. So it's not going to be Sammy. It ain't going to be Sammy or Kevin. I mean, that, well, that's our thing. Are they going to lose? Here's the other question for draft draft night tomorrow you're ha- you have a tag team title match the the wrestlemania rematch it's not happening in puerto rico it's happening tomorrow at smackdown do you take the belts off of him tomorrow do you take them off of him before night of champions do you just take them off do you never take them off of him and we just don't have a tag title just don't mention them that night yeah just don't mention we just oh we're not gonna have but it's also called night of champions and generally the rule for night of champions is all champions are on the line so yeah. Yeah. I, I personally, because this match is like a big, you know, big marquee match, you know, again, Usos, Sammy. But you know what, though? Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but if they put the titles in the Usos, uh, the Usos have a hard time leaving the country anyway. They do have a hard time leaving the country, but they have shown up overseas. And they, I believe yeah. they were at, they were in Saudi Arabia for the Logan Paul match. Um, 
I know they showed uh, up in Canada. I don't think they were. In oh no, they Jersey. weren't. No, you're they right. They showed up in they Canada. Weren't. Surprisingly, they showed up in Canada, which has some of the strictest DUI laws. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but again, somebody probably pushed for something, you know, somebody, somebody made some maneuver, you, but know? you know, what? it's it, probably a lot easier to get into Canada than it is to get into Saudi Arabia. That's true too. And you're right. They were not in, no, they, they, uh, no, they were in Saudi Arabia. They were not in clash of the castle. They didn't go, they didn't go to, uh, uh England. They didn't go to Cardiff. Yeah. I got it. Okay. I was thinking that's why, that's why, uh, what's his name showed up solo solo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but they did go to Saudi Arabia. Um, Okay. I wonder if they're going to lose it in a different way. Like, I feel like everybody, they know that a lot of people know about the Saudi Arabian thing. I think, I do think they're going to, I think something's going to happen. They're going to retain tomorrow, but I do think they're going to lose it before Night of Champions. Maybe a backlash? Yeah. Well, I guess that the titles aren't on the line of backlash, but we don't know, you know, but there's also a bunch of raw. Oh, it's a, it's like a, it's like a six man. It's just a six man, which that's That's why I don't understand why they're, I get a little, they're trying to, you know, get people to watch the draft tomorrow. They're trying to keep the Fox ratings happy or whatever. And that's a big, uh, yeah, a WrestleMania main event rematch. I thought on draft night, you know. Uh, and they night. always, the draft nights have always had matches on them, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Pretty- in fact, one year in the draft, uh, they had they had Raw versus SmackDown matches, and the winning brand got the pick, which is a weird way to, like, do it. So they, they must have been, so they must have had those matches, um, before the draft, like they must, they started the show with like a match. Yeah, they had a match, and then they would have a, a pick after every match or whatever. That's not, um, I don't know. That's not terrible. I mean, they probably yeah. haven't done that. It's is it? it you you kind of know. Well, you don't know. It keeps a little bit of surprise. I could see, like maybe like one opening contest, like at the start of the show, to like, hey, we're gonna determine who goes first, who gets first pick. I like something like that, but maybe not after every match. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, though, like I said, if it's USA versus Fox, USA execs are not going to show up on SmackDown. No, that's that's so the, maybe well, maybe on SmackDown we only get SmackDown picks. Interesting. That's what I think but might the, happen, actually. Yeah, but then they could. I don't know. Then it would be obvious. You know what? We'll, we'll find out tomorrow. I I wonder if it's entirely. I wonder if because I know last year or whenever the last draft was, it was like, yeah, I think SmackDown because the first night draft was also SmackDown. Yeah. I think they the did last SmackDown draft picks. SmackDown debuted on Fox. Yeah. And so they did. So SmackDown got the first pick because naturally they're, it's the starts on SmackDown, but then raw gets the first pick, uh, on, on Monday on the, this night too. Yeah. And raw always gets more picks because they're three hours. Three hours, yeah. I think it was like something like for every three picks, Raw gets SmackDown gets two or something like that. That's I think, yeah, it was like that, something like that. Yeah, SmackDown gets two, Raw gets three every round. But they haven't announced all the rules yet, so it'll be interesting to see how tomorrow. I still think they're keeping the. I like that they're not announcing all the rules. I like things being vague. We talked about this during the Mania preview. I like that. I I did not like when they were like, "We're gonna just show the entire card for night." I'm like, "No, I I don't want. I don't care." As long as they they keep it respectful and like like it doesn't seem stupid and insult our intelligence, you know, like I don't yeah. mind them not telling us how it goes because I love the speculation. Like, what's going to happen? You know, how's it going to work? We don't know. We don't know anything about it. But like, no. I just hope it doesn't is not something stupid. You know, where they're like, oh yeah, we got a bunch of chimps to pull ping pong balls out of a butt. <laughs> or you know, it is Fox. They love chimps and ping pong balls on Fox. So. <laughs> yeah, like that scene on Family Guy where uh, the manatees are riding uh, 
uh, oh, South yeah. Park by pulling little balls with words on them. That's oh funny. yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was funny. Oh, that was a South Park talking about Family Guy. That's what happened. South Park talking about Family Guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be like that probably, and we're gonna hate it. But I hope it's fun. I hope it's really fun. No, I mean I'm excited. It, again, I'm excited you know, too. The point that we're trying to get it as is there's a bunch of people kind of lost by the wayside. There are a bunch of people. Uh, can you hear me? I, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of people lost by the wayside. Usually a draft is a time to make people, you know, give some give some star power to people. Uh oh, any any um any factions that you think are gonna be broken up? Oh, the the rumor is that the uh, LWO is gonna split up. That Very I've heard temporary. that rumor. I don't know if that's a good idea personally, because they just got together like right. Not, but even- I can I can see it being like something to hold them over until the draft. Like let's just put them together till the draft, and then we'll split them up. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, especially when you have. Well, I'm also a little just uh, so obviously for those that don't know the raw on raw on Monday, you have uh, you had a uh, it announced that Bad Bunny's facing Damian Priest in a single. Oh yeah, so that, that's right. I'm a little uh, you know, I was like, oh, clearly it's it's Puerto Rico. You have Rey Mysterio, Hall of Famer. You have Dominic. They're feuding right now. Oh, easy. We just done a tag. Bad Bunny Ray versus Dominic and Priest, but they're keeping them separate and just doing a a Puerto Rican single street fight or whatever against the two guys from Puerto Rico. They'll um, probably come out. I'm sure they're going to come out, but I would also think like, how do you not have Ray wrestling a match in Puerto Rico? Huh? Yeah, that's true. He's wrestled a lot of matches though. I feel like he's wrestled so many matches this year more than like a lot of years in a row. Like you know he's going to come out, but I'm like, how are you not giving him a proper match on the card? Yeah, yeah. That's you could have done Ray and you could done Ray and Rollins just as like a sort of a burn off feud. You know what I mean? They already have a history, but they're Rollins doing almost and Rollins. That's ridiculous. Yeah, almost and Raw or Omos. I I don't even know how to fucking I don't say know it. Like how to again, say his name either. like just coming out of nowhere, no build. You couldn't have had almost come out and interrupt Rollins or something. Like to just kind of do something. Like yeah. I don't know. I think WWE's getting into like that sports side of oh, we're just putting matches together, and it's like sports. Like teams are facing each other. It's like the playoffs, and uh, you need some, there needs to be some reasoning for it. You know what I mean? A little bit of reasoning for. It. I mean, you know, some matches do get thrown together, obviously, but like, yeah, something like Omos versus Rollins, you have to have some kind of reason for it. MVP sticks his nose in in Seth's business or something, and you know, Seth I think you know, Ray and walks Rollins by MVP and insults him or something. You could have Ray and Rollins, Ray Mysterio and Rollins, as just kind of like a hey. Show of sport, show of sportsmanship. They already have a history against each other. Uh, They'd probably be better off tagging at this point, though, because they're both huge baby faces. Oh, that is true too. Yeah. They are baby. They do have quite a history. I remember they're they feuded for a long time. Got it. Um, okay, so then here's the other thing. You have. Okay, so let's. Let's let's try to figure out surprise. Oh, wait, who's who's not on the roster? Randy who, who Orton. Randy Orton. Zach Ryder. You have Zach, or Matt Cardona, however he comes in. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see him going because he's been wanting, you know, they've been wanting to take him, get him back as far as I know. But then also they say there's a hiring freeze, so maybe he's not eligible too to get hired. They could also be just working that hiring freeze. Yeah, out. that could be fake. 
You never Everything know. is a work. If you hear any news, it's all could be work new. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who would have thought Roderick Strong would show up on? Oh Fox my news? gosh, that was incredible! I haven't been so surprised in wrestling in so long. In so long, they did a really good job, and I know that's our AEW coverage. We're gonna stay tuned for our next episode, everybody. That's will be our AEW episode. Oh but... yeah, I was gonna say up front, but I forgot. Xavier's not here. I forgot to move. I forgot to introduce Xavier, everybody. No, uh, Xavier's not here. He's been, he's, uh, he's been here the whole time. He's been very quiet. This is waiting for me to say. His name introduce him no but uh, he did go to dynamite and he was yeah. supposed to be here but he had to cancel last minute uh something came up but yeah next time he comes on next time we're here together uh, we'll do, we'll do our dynamite episode then. experience at dynamite yeah because that was a good dynamite that was a good dynamite and i think that the point is they did a good job hiding the surprise so i guess that's yeah. the question to bring it back to wwe draft dude are they, did you are know gonna- that roderick strong i don't know about right now but during dynamite last night was still up on the wwe roster page yeah, I saw uh, somebody posted it in a yeah. Facebook. You know, his page is still on. So, but that stuff doesn't matter. I mean, he, there are people who've had pages up and their contracts been expired for for months. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean they they're probably the last to hear. Like Vince doesn't like talk to them directly. That's the web map. That's whoever's running it's the web. web right. It's just the yeah. web director. They're, they're not up on contract things. I, it's so cute how wrestling fans get into like, well, he's he's still on the site. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was crazy though. He was on the boat at the same time. It's, it was it's a great wild. surprise though. I loved it. No, good support. So that's what I'm saying. Can 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 WWE draft night one or night two have some surprises? Sure. Uh I'm thinking if we get any UFC or non WWE talent or non wrestling talent, like a Conor McGregor or something, I think that's coming night two. I think that's gonna happen on USA. I agree. I agree because if Conor McGregor get, it does get drafted, he'll go to Raw. Yeah, you want to put him on the three-hour show, the talking mm-hmm. show, you know. Um, you know, I could see McGregor and Seth going for this heavyweight championship. You know, I could see that. I could see a breaker. If, if breaker comes in, you just put him to the moon. And, you know, you don't want him really going for a well, – I suppose you could give him an undercard title. You know, you could, you could put him with Theory and ruin that. But I kind of like – I kind of like theory with the title right now. I kind of like I it. Do too. I do yeah, too. I, I think that they're going to switch the uh, those champions. Oh, theory one will go to uh, theory and Gunther. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, but that that but then do you want to put Drew? You you, you don't want to bring over the same people that were feuding all together. You know? Oh, you're right, because they've done that before too, where they, they just bring up the same few four people over, then it's the same shit yeah. on a different show. And they feud, which is, so it's like I guess you could bring Drew and maybe Gunther, just because there's enough people to keep them away. You there's know? enough people, yeah. And, and also, like, I feel like if they bring Gunther over, then that gives his title reign a whole new life because he has so many more people to go through. I think so too. I th- and I think there is something to um, keeping. Because I, there at one point I had the idea of, oh, all the title holders get to jump brands. But we're not – I don't know if that helps necessarily with – keep. if you want to have a brand split, you want to have a draft, you need exclusivity. Otherwise, it's nothing special. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you keep having people come over. But then here's the question. You have the two tag titles. They're, they're both unified right now. Does Does one brand get another tag title? Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. We are already doing that with the world championship. So what happens with the tags? Do you spread do you split them up? And if you, you split know? them up, if you just split them up, then why can't you just do that with the other titles? 
That's the other. That's the other thing too. So I don't know what's going to happen with the tag, or do the tag champions get to work both brands? Basically, I feel Is like that- uh, you know, Sammy and Kevin, um, their aesthetic isn't as good with the two titles as the Usos were. The Usos were good at jumping brands, and they were heels, yeah. so it kind of well, made just sense. Having that- each Uso having two belts, because two belts is a lot to carry around. Yeah, and I feel like Sammy and Kevin don't carry those belts as well as the Usos did. Like physically. they don't. The Usos made it, they made them work. They had the, they used the neck, they used the shoulder. They, I, I a lot of people. I know I'm I'm really glad that Sammy and Kevin gave him props. Like they did a really good job of that reign. I thought that that whole storyline. You know, I, I I've been a big fan of the Usos since I you know I was like, oh, Rikishi has sons in WWE. In like 2014, <laughs> I'm like Jesus, and then they've been moving, and then again they they worked their way up. They, they were literally working like fucking wrestling superstars or main event. I've seen them like you know be yeah. left off of Mania cards, uh, so they've been doing great work. And again, when when Jay Uso did that singles program with Roman Reigns, uh, and there was like family stuff involved, and Roman made that one comment where it's like, "Do your kids even?" Oh no, maybe it was Jay talking about it. He was like, "My kids don't even know." which one is wrestling at the same time. You know, it was like some really guttural moment like that. And I'm just like, dude, guy can talk. Like it's, a, he shows emotion. So to me, I was not like ever, I've always been like, oh, they, they're doing great work. They deserve this. They just, this is their big moment in the sun to headline a mania with the tag match and get that, you know, main event money and good for them. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind if they lost it and went right back to Usos. Cause I do think they carry that over. Um, or do you split it? Do you do some weird like, oh, you you, or maybe that's how they split the titles again? Is they both like pin one another or something? And oh, you do that's like a, a controversial ending to where they're like, well, let's just give you guys these titles and we'll give you guys these titles. And then you could have Sammy and Kevin still hold on to titles. Yeah. <laughs> or you could even uh, have a very controversial ending and then have Adam Pierce say, you know what? Just let's just vacate the titles. And Raw gets these ones, SmackDown gets these ones. Let's just start over. That could be a thing too, and then you could have all the titles on the line at uh, Nine of Champions. You know? Yeah, you're right. You can. In fact, they could crown both sets of champions at Night of Champions. At Night of Champions too. That's a way to kind of yeah. The tags are kind of a debacle right now because you know. But at the same time, you could just do. But why would one – you can't not have tag titles on one match. So the, it's either going to be something where you split the titles up or the tag title holders get to cross brands, basically. Like, how can you yeah. not have tag titles for each set? So that's – Yeah, right. How can Raw not have tag titles or whatever? Yeah, they can't – they they cannot do that unless I well, really what if, hope – What if Sammy oh, no. gets drafted to one place and Kevin gets yeah. drafted to a different place? Oh, wow. How you do you – well, no, then you know what they also do? Because <laughs> this, this company doesn't need any more fucking pelts. They add trios to Raw. <laughs> they had a trios title. They should. They should. And then SmackDown, because SmackDown's two hours, they get the tag, and the trios title goes to Raw. Like, I, I like this idea, though. They get drafted to separate brands, so then they go, okay, Sammy, you pick a partner, and Kevin, you pick a partner, and you guys are champions. <laughs> And then you get, and then you get, yeah, and then you get, you get the belts. God, yeah, you take the raw belts to raw. You take the SmackDown belts to SmackDown, and you both pick a partner. I like that. If you want to keep fun. it on them, yeah. But again, then that that doesn't solve the Saudi Arabia problem. No, but it doesn't. At not least, at all. But that's an organic way to split the titles up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they'll probably just blame it on the wrestlers. Be like, well, you know, their contract state. <laughs> 
<laughs> Triple H keeps coming out for these, like, <laughs> gotta explain the rules again. Triple H comes out and goes, well, you know, Sammy can't go to Saudi Arabia, and that hurts WWE, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy's choosing not to go because he hates the fans. Because he prefers religion over you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was poor taste of him saying to him. God, that's I yeah, now it's bumming me out this fucking not Saudi Arabia, just this tag mess that they're in with the unified <laughs> titles. When is February like May twenty seventh or something? Like the end of May, right? It's end of May, yeah. And it used to be, it was gonna be the King of the Ring and then they moved that, so I think either we got X'd, I think it got cancelled. I think they're gonna do it in the fall. I think after SummerSlam they're gonna I hope they still do it. I hope they still do it. I think this is also another way. I think the other reason they brought in the heavyweight belt, and this is just what I'm thinking, you have money in the bank, but you're not going to take that title off Roman, and you have money in the bank. What do you do with that money in the bank? I think that's what it is, that the money bank, this title is basically so that money in the bank has a heavyweight championship to actually go for and not just be wasted on USA. But also, we just talked about Saudi Arabia. Now they can have United Champions, and Roman doesn't have to go to Saudi Arabia. There you have he a doesn't. title match. He doesn't, but I, I think the rumor is he might. I mean, he might. But then he it's might. like... He might. But it's then a that's, big payday. That's another, like, mock on... That's another knock on this belt that, oh, it's not even... It's a crowning achievement for this belt. It's not even going to be the main event if Roman shows up. If Roman right, shows up, yeah. his defense will be the main event. So it's, it's a mid-card world title. It'll, it'll already be treated... It'll be treated like a mid-card world title from its day of birth. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Like, if, like the if, if you really want to make it, uh, if you want to make it a heavyweight title, it needs to be crowned at the main of the end of the night. Yep. So to me, Roman just shouldn't be on that card. <laughs> he already isn't there. We don't need him there. We already have a world title match, you know, and they could even keep the build on Roman for four more years and break Bruce and Martino's record. I have no, yeah, I, 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 at this point, I'm not, you know, it'll be special whenever they do it, but. You know, I could see it maybe happening next Mania. You know, I could see them waiting till. To me, it's like at this point, there's no reason for it to drop anytime soon. Now. No, I mean the whole the, the the time to drop it was Cody, and now that we yeah. passed that, yeah, there's no there's no there's no dropping in sight. Now there's maybe no rush. SummerSlam, maybe SummerSlam, unless Cody goes for this new belt, which he should. He should not. No, I he think maybe they'll want it. They should offer it to him, and he should say, "No, I'm beating Roman." Yeah, he should, and, he, and you know what? Deliver a promo. Yeah, be like, and, hey, they asked me. And to be right the after that promo, said, no. and right after that promo, if you, I don't know what they're gonna do with this Lesnar feud. Are they stretching this or whatever? I get a lot of people are shitting on it. I'm like, yeah, this is a way to keep him as like a you know, a, give him a good good heel to work with. Um, it's good. It'll be a really good match. The only problem I have with it is that it happened because Brock was mad because his match was first. Well, they haven't really described. They haven't explained it. Have oh, they said that on commentary so many times, though. Yeah, I need. I need to hear from Brock. Brock, Cowboy Brock talks now, so let's have him talk. Yeah, know? I want to hear why. I want to hear what he. Has I want to hear what he has to say. He's actually not yeah. a bad talker. Like especially Maybe like uh, I was just mad because Sable didn't put out that night, and I just yeah. need to beat up somebody. I need to beat up somebody. Sexually frustrated. Also, he's an asshole. Like, it could just be he's a bully who likes to beat up people. Like, yeah, maybe that? he's like, your dad was fat, so I beat you up. <laughs> yeah, he should. I don't, I'm, there's still there's this one line like Heath Slater comes out and he's like, "I got kids." And Brock Lesnar's like, "Come here, I got kids too." And then he waits for a second. He goes, 
I don't give a shit about your kids. Yeah, like, it's perfect. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. I think they they yeah. made like a T-shirt that said, "I don't give a shit about your kids" or something. Yeah, it's perfect. Like he like Brock's just an asshole. I I do what I want. Like what 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 did Heyman call it? Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants to do. Like that's it. He can just. But I need him to say it. I just need to hear him physically come out and go. I don't like you. Your dad was fat. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, you you're trying to fight Roman, but you haven't even beaten me. Like just say something like that. Like who right. do you think you yeah. are? Who who are you to fight Roman when you haven't gone through me? Yeah. Even just like I'm the gatekeeper around here. Like that's it. You got to go through me if you want to be somebody. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Like something like that. Like, yeah. I you overlooked me. You know something. Who, who did you think you are? Yeah. Like just something like that. Some dumb. Like not dumb. Just some. Give us something. Like Jesus. Like, just because um, you're a former Ring of Honor champion. <laughs> and then Baron Corbin comes in, go back to Ring of Honor. <laughs> and then they both like take out Corbin. <laughs> yeah. That was so fun at the rumble where Brock gets eliminated and first person he just goes after Corbin. <laughs> oh, that was really fun. Yeah. He everybody loved that in the Corbin. arena. Everybody's just like, fuck you, Corbin. Yeah. And I'll, I like, like he's I like Corbin being the punching bag. He's he's great. He's a good like he's got that Miz kind of heel heat on him now where just everybody likes laughing on him, you know? Yeah, I'd rather not see him, but if I do see him, I'd rather see him get his butt kicked. I mean, where is he going to go? <laughs> he ain't going home. <laughs> he ain't going to AEW. Who's going to be in AEW? Tommy. No, I don't want to see him anywhere. Maybe uh, <laughs> if he goes anywhere, it'd be a wrestling promotion that I do not watch. Oh, he can go to Impact. I was going to say, you yeah. want. <laughs> where, where or he can go to watch? NWA. Yeah. I don't watch them either. <laughs> I don't think Billy Corgan can afford him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's too busy supporting Tyrus. <laughs> God, I can't believe. Like, and I liked Trevor Murdoch actually. I don't know if you watched any of his stuff. Not really. Or... Not really. He didn't. I just. I always see him as that tag team guy, so I couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> the the biscuits. No, he was. No, but he uh, was. Kate, uh, Murdoch and Lance Cade. Lance Cade. Yeah, but didn't he have something with that Jesse guy who was also the biscuit and gravy guy or whatever? No, that was that was uh, Luke Gallows. I know he wasn't Biscuits and Gravy Guy. I know that was Luke Gallows or Festus. Yeah. But the guy who tagged with Festus, what was his name, Jesse or something? Uh, it was Yeah, but his real name is uh, uh, Ray. Who, whose kid is he? He's somebody's kid. So did, did, he, did that guy, whatever that guy's name is, did he ever tag with Trevor Murdoch in any I, sort of like? You know what? I couldn't tell you. Because <laughs> there is no reason for Peyton Royce to tag with uh, Lacey Evans, but they did. So I couldn't tell you. Uh, he's somebody's kid, though. I forgot who. Oh, he's he's uh he's Terry Gordy's kid, Ray Gordy. Really? Jeez. Yeah, he's Terry Gordy's kid. Jesse. What's he doing now? Drugs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> his sister apparently I mean I guess she's his sister Ray Gordy's daughter she wrestles on the indies Miranda Gordy that's good yeah I mean we got we got a lot of legacy female wrestlers now Teal Piper is pretty yeah she's, she's yeah, getting everybody up there except for, everybody except for the Blanchard legacy <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it's a shame because Tessa was really good in the ring she but, was a, uh, you know what Tessa uh, had the potential to be the greatest uh, women's wrestler of all time uh, but she was mean apparently 
<laughs> she was, she was, she was, uh, what was it? Keeping that gimmick, uh, keeping the gimmick, you know, going And not strong. only like, you know, uh, the rumors of her like saying racist things and everything, but just generally hard to work with people say. So that's, Whatever. that's a pretty important thing too. You gotta be good. But also like, isn't like Thunder Rosa known for like, you know, some hard Apparently to work with. I didn't know this. I mean, I don't know how much they're working us on AEW all access. Yeah. But they really don't like her. And even like last night on AEW all access, Britt was like, I don't like her. Uh, but there's probably gonna be a time where I have to wrestle her again. I don't want to, but I'll be professional. <laughs> See, like, like I don't dang. think we need to hear that. Just, just say I don't like it. We ain't, yeah. we ain't cool. I bet they and were then- throwing shade. Like Ty Conti was telling Britt Baker that her and Ruby hated each other since WWE, and it was just, it was just, it was just drama all the time on that show. So I feel like it's all fabricated. Oh, so it's a mix of total divas and yeah, co- roads yeah. to the top or whatever. It's co- it's backstage divas. God damn it. That doesn't sound I saw I mean, the one there's clip. There's some cool stuff in there, but like it's a lot of just people complaining and whining and I don't like yeah. this person. I don't like this person. The young dude, the young bucks, uh it starts at the beginning of their comeback when they're suspension. And there is the we have been in a ring in two months. Well, that's your fucking fault because you probably own a ring. Like go somewhere else and train then if you're that Oh like, train. Also, like I'm sure t- Tony would have been finally doing indie stuff. He's pretty cool about indie shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they were like making it seem like they were coming back from this big like injury or something, like, oh, I hope the fans remember us. I hope I hope we still have it. And it's like you've been gone for two months. Shut up. <laughs> man. Uh okay, so let's start to cool down on this uh draft. But any surprises you think? Yeah, I think uh, Conor McGregor could be a surprise, but I'm trying to think of outside the box surprises. Randy Orton, maybe. Um, I think Randy Orton's going to be one. Uh, I don't know. Who part do of me think, thinks. Think who do you think? I think about well, we're Randy Orton. Part of me thinks we're going to get Cody Orton Roman at SummerSlam. They're going to do a triple threat that way. Cody doesn't take the pin. Randy takes the pin. They wanted Randy and Roman another year on SummerSlam. They actually haven't faced each other in a long time. And there's legacy, you know, history there with Cody and Orton. I, I'm, I, the promo segments between them are going to be insane. Uh, and then you can do Cody and uh, Orton in the fall, kind of as like a hey, keep this feud going. So to me, it doesn't make sense for Randy to come back before SummerSlam. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but it would be a good and, surprise but, for the draft because a lot of people. And to me, gone. Randy comes back as a heel, like he doesn't even like Riddle. You, you have heel Orton. And then at WrestleMania 40, you have Riddle and Orton face each other finally. And that's how Randy goes out. What if they drop something completely off the wall like Kota Bushi? That's what I was. I was trying to think of like not an AEW, but just like New Japan or some weird free agent. People that are kind of like free agents kind of out there. Well, like Jay White, unfortunately, got, you know, he went to AEW. But man, that would have been good. Yeah. That would have been been good, I think, if they brought in Jay White. Monday Night Raw drafts Billy Starks or, you know, something like that. That'd be crazy. But, like, who's yeah, out there that's kind of a star that's not really, like, you know. Cardona's think, another one, but, I, I mean, I don't Cardona, know. I think, I think Cardona could definitely be somebody that's drafted. But, again, like, I just worry about, like, are all these guys going to get lost in the shuffle? You know what I mean? I don't need another Dexter Loomis situation. Like, Loomis, Loomis was, like, a maniac when he came back, and he was, like, fighting people through the audience or whatever. Like, and then what do you do with him? Nothing. He's, like, a guy for the Miz, and then he disappears, you know. Um, the Miz kid was decent, but, yeah, he doesn't done anything since. Like he just kind of disappeared. He, he literally his his be, his last big credit is sitting at the Hall of Fame <laughs> next to next to Madcap Moss. They should they should still keep Ray and Dominic separate, I guess. Um, I would love to see uh, 
Bronson Reed go to SmackDown, but I also feel like he just got there. He just got to, yeah, he just got there. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think he should, I don't know. I think he should go to Raw and, you know, they're really positioning him in a weird way because they're doing, they're doing the backlash match, which is a triple threat. And yeah, it's, that's going to be a pretty crazy match. But then it's like, is Bronson just there to take the pin? Yeah. So it's like, fuck. So, oh, you have this big new signee and then he gets jobbed out on the following week later in the big pay-per-view. Because literally, that, that Puerto Rico is literally next Saturday. A week from this Saturday, basically. Wow. So you have the draft. You have all these guys that are looking strong. And then next right, week, they might get jobbed out. And see how they really feel about him. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. So, you know, I think Okay, so this is what I think. Like, you have all these feuds coming up for for backlash. Do you? And I've seen them do this. I'm because I remember they had the draft, and then they had battleground. Yeah, 2016. 2016. That was one of my Which, favorite moments because the triple threat match was set up. Before the shield triple the draft. threat that you, that you and ha- well, it was basically like you're never going to see this again. They announced yeah, it gonna before be, the draft. They announced and it the whole the thing draft. was well. Okay, so who are we going to draft because? Who's going to be like, you know, we could draft Seth, we could draft Dean, we could draft Roman, but which one of them is going to be champion at that point? Exactly. And then you had, you had all these, you had, if you remember that card, you had a bunch of other feuds where that was basically the draft was their like final, like because of the draft, this was their final chance they were going to face each other because those matches were made before the draft. So I think you're going to see the reason you're doing Seth and almost is because they're probably going to end up on separate brands because you're not going to see that again, you know? It'll oh, be an yeah, interbrand. Probably that Cody and Brock also. Maybe they'll do that too. It'll separate them after that. You know, um, I definitely think Cody and Roman should not be on the same brand. Hundred percent. I think they, they should be. I really do because if Cody and Roman end up separated, then Cody's going after that second place belt. Nah, that's another thing too. Yeah. If they separate Cody and Roman, Cody's going to win that belt. That's true too. And then they're like, he finished the story. No, that doesn't finish. Yeah, to me, they're gonna have to have some promo for the. Yeah, you're right. So then, yeah, you keep Cody. But also, it doesn't matter. You don't need. Yeah, you don't need Cody and Roman to be on different brands because Roman's never there. Cody can fight other people. Yeah, yeah, or like I guess Cody could win Money in the Bank and just say like I'm gonna fight Roman at SummerSlam. Yeah, like a like a cash in match basically. Um, yeah, they could do that. Um, I could see Cody and Roman facing off in SummerSlam, maybe with Orton, to keep it a triple threat, and then after that, you just keep them separated till, till Mania, uh, unless it's Roman Rock. But you really want then that's the thing of if Cody wins and it's not through Roman, even if he wins the same belts, but it's not through Roman, it's like that's always going to be an asterisk. He didn't beat Roman. Yeah, it is. So that's you kind of need Cody to beat Roman. Imagine like I just I just every day I like imagine what it would have been like if Cody would have won that match. Like it would have been this huge ovation. Like the fans would have been ecstatic about it and it would have been great. I would have just, they ruined such a big moment. I feel like they could have done it. They really could have done it. It would have been, but again, it's that thing of we're still talking about it. I think fans are still thinking about it. Maybe I'm so mad about it. Like I'm heartbroken still. Oh, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like, man, he lost. Oh, and The Rock's not showing up now? Yeah. <laughs> so I had double. I just remember my friend was like, you look sad. I'm like, well, I just thought The Rock would show up. 
It's like they didn't live this WrestleMania with a feel good moment, you know? Yeah, they didn't send the fans home. Well, look, well, and then and you know what the bookers will say? Well, the book, the booking fans and the and the Triple H were like, well, we're keeping the story going, pal. And yeah, Triple H is trying to start like Vince McMahon too. Hey, pal, we're keeping the story going. And uh, uh, you know, we sent you home happy on night one. Not everything is going to be. There's always money in the chase, you know. One of the uh, one of the the best moments for me as a wrestling fan was leaving WrestleMania 31. Because it was such like everybody was so ecstatic about it. Everybody was because so it happy. wasn't Roman because they they were worried it was Roman. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, everybody thought Roman was going to win. Roman was going to win, and then into the night, Seth is champion, and nobody was expecting. You that. know, you know who wasn't happy about that? Sika. Who? Sika. Oh, His dad. Yeah. Yeah, you heard about that, right? Because I know. And yeah, the, yeah. Did he like threaten the, violence or something? I don't know. They threatened around. A lot of people were mad. Uh, in the Bay Area is a very high concentration of you know Samoan. Uh, I mean, they're all, the majority of them claim San Francisco, like they're from San Francisco. The Usos are announced from San Francisco. Oh yeah, so it makes so a lot of family was there. A lot of like just everybody was. Oh, and Rikishi got inducted to Hall of Fame that year too. So just, yeah, he did. You know, everybody was just out and about. So this a lot, a lot of a lot of, a lot of angry Samoans, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, angry non-Samoans too, but <laughs> angry non-Samoans. Yeah. I was happy about it. You're at. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the draft. It'll be fun to see what they do with it. Yeah, the draft will be exciting. I encourage everybody to watch. I could see I could see McGregor coming up. I'm excited for the NXT call-ups. People like Braun Breaker. I don't think Cameron Grimes is going to come up because he's champion right now. They or... say – no, no, you're thinking of Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, what did I say? Cameron Grimes. Yeah, yes. they, they're saying that Cameron Grimes is coming up. That's that's what it is. He's coming up. Yeah, he's coming uh, up. And Cora's coming Ilya up Dragunov is supposed to be coming up. Oh, that'll be great. Oh, give him against, put him against Gunther. Ooh, oh, he is. beat Gunther for the uh, UK title. Yeah. So there's an e- there's an easy match but right then there. Draft Gunther to, to to Raw and have Gunther go up against you know uh, Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley and these guys over there now. That'll be a good feud. Yeah, I think Bobby and Gunther they can keep get a program out of that. They could, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, I'm excited. Yeah, I think I think we need to have the two mid card titles switch brands for I sure. I think it would be very very helpful. Yes. Yeah, have Sheamus and Austin Theory go at it, or Drew and uh, Austin Theory. Yeah, so you could you could you could get. I still think Drew would do better on Raw, frankly. Um, I'm. You know what? I'm still under the belief that SmackDown is going to do SmackDown picks and Raw is going to do Raw picks. That way. They they get number one picks on both shows. Number one picks on both shows. If they do it, you know, the traditional way, then Raw gets the cleanup picks. But if they do it the other way, then they can open the show and be like, Raw picks number one, Conor McGregor. I think Monday Raw will pick number one. I think I think each night some a different show will pick number one. Yeah, I feel like SmackDown. We'll get SmackDown picks on Friday, and Raw will get Raw picks on. Oh, Monday. I bet! I bet someone's gonna go to NXT. I bet they're gonna throw a swerve and be like, NXT gets a surprise pick, and then someone will go oh, down. Oh, that would be fun! I think something like that. They're gonna throw some sort of curveball. Yeah, they might. And because keep in mind, you have three hours of Raw on, on Monday. Something can, I can see that happening on Monday. I think there's gonna be less curveballs tomorrow and more curveballs Monday. I agree. I agree because tomorrow's going to be kind of mellow and kind of like easing people into it, and then Monday will be easing people into draft. You have the you have the big title match too. I think there's a couple other matches tomorrow. I don't know. I haven't looked at the preview, uh, and I think the real changes and shakeups and all will happen Monday. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, you want to get out of here? 
let's try to get out of here. Oh, but I, before we go, this is our this is our Easter egg story that we haven't touched on. Uh, a young a young man who used to go by Kerwin White, uh, aka Chavo Guerrero uh, uh, Junior, uh, had a little news. bit of news, Sam, in the uh, the old dirt sheets. Uh, he's he's trying to stir some stir some shit up. Yeah, he is. He he says something along the lines of like. Ray Mysterio is exploiting my family name for money. I wish he would stop doing it. Now, is this a work? So, do you know how far this has gone? Do you know the more and the more that happened? So, Chavo put out a big long. So, Chavo said the first statement at some kind of like Comic Con or something. And then was he, he said, asked about it or was he just putting it out there himself? You know what? It's out. Of, it's an out of context quote. Okay. Um, however, oh, I think it might have been a Q and A. However, um, he went to Twitter. And he was like saying that Ray Mysterio, if Ray Mysterio is not using my family name for the money, then let's see him donate some of that money to Eddie's daughter, my niece, which, why are you bringing her into this? She's going through so much right now. Dude, she's do she's dealing with a lot right now. And uh, then oh, he said, he both, said both sisters, both that daughters. would prove that he's not prostituting the name. So he used Eddie's daughter and the word prostituting in the same tweet, which is really like weird to me. And then a couple hours later, he turns around and says, ah, that was heel heat. You guys, I got you a hook, line, and sinker. That's what you're supposed to do if you're a heel. I didn't even know he was a heel right now. I didn't even know he was working right now. He was, was like, working. He... He, apparently, he was working Twitter. But I feel like he was backpedaling. I feel like people are like, dude, that's not a good look for you. Uh, and then he said, oh, yeah, you're right. Let me go pretend like I was working. Chavo has said some really – so the other thing I was thinking about, Chavo said some really stupid things in the last few years. First, he said that, hey, Tony Khan, he said, like, because he was working there for a minute, right? He was for managing minute, yeah, Andrade. Yeah. Uh, then he got asked to do Young Rock. He does He does a lot of, uh, for those that don't know, he does, you know, the stunt coordination for Young Rock. Any, like, wrestling show, he's kind of yeah. done, like, the well, wrestling coordination. he got his start on Glow, I believe. On Glow, which I guess that was a legacy. Thing. So I listened to Mark Maron's podcast with Chavo, and I guess, uh, Mondo Guerrero. Oh, yeah, you're tra- right. Mondo was Mondo. the original glow person. The original trainer for glow. So it was like a legacy thing to have a Guerrero part mm-hmm. of this glow thing. So, yep. yeah. And I think for him, like, I, I do think you should have wrestlers. If you're going to have wrestling media and TV so scripted, have wrestlers train that stuff because give him more work. Especially, um, you, you know, know what? Especially somebody like Chavo. A Chavo, like, a, like literally, they, they can teach wrestling in their sleep. Let's be honest here. You know, and he's seen so um, much of it. He knows. So much of it, like, yeah, I agree with out. him with Chavo so, being a good person for that. He's a good person for that. And I, I actually, I've been a fan of Chavo. I love the, I actually like the curve and white thing for what it was. Me and too. I get, Me too. I get why they had to get rid of it because literally Eddie died. So he's like, okay, yeah, I kind of got to go back to being myself. I love so. when Chavo was in WCW and Eddie yeah. was like bossing around and Eddie made him wear a shirt that said Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler. That's hilarious. Yeah. Again, like they had a good chemistry. They were good tag partners. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, during the whole JBL, like, because I, I watched this promo today. It was when JBL was like fighting the border crosser, like immigrants or whatever. And he was like, This is my country. You go back. Like, <laughs> like again, like Eddie was the perfect foil for you had, you had like Guerrero's, you know, it was a SmackDown show. You had a, uh, you had a, a demographic. If you look at demographic numbers, like Latinos were tuning into SmackDown. It was the, I mean, that was the original at that, time. that was the original fucking build the wall storyline. Yeah. And to me to have Guerrero there and have JBL, both of them who are kind of these larger than life personas, and Chavo obviously played a hand in that. 
the Eddie girl's mom played a hand in that with the whole, like he spooked her or whatever type of thing. So to me, like I was a big fan of the girls. I still love, I still think the custody ladder match storyline, like they know how to sell a fucking drama. You know what I mean? That whole, you know, girl yeah. family, Mysterio family. That's why I love the Dominic Ray story right now. They know how to keep kayfabe. They're selling kayfabe right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they know what they're doing. They know how to tell family soap opera style to- storytelling. So to me, yeah, does this lead to some sort of Guerrero Mysterio standoff one day? Maybe, you know. Um, That'd be cool. I thought maybe he was going to show up and help Dominic win or something. Something, yeah. Maybe that maybe that'll still happen. But he you just know, maybe backpilled too quickly. But that's the thing. Like, he's also been, then, then there's the other side of it is he's been saying stupid stuff for a while. First, there was, hey, Tony Khan, you're not, you're not getting back from an AW. And Tony's like, and then Tony put out some statement where he was like, uh, Chavo, I let you, I released you early so you can go to Young Rock. And, you know, when you're done with that, come back. And then I don't know, like he just never came back. So maybe yeah. probably because Chavo opened his mouth and said, and, and again, like, why are you going after Tony directly like that in the media? You know, yeah, like it's like, go, go talk to him privately. And then do you know, uh, do you know much about TNA? Do you know what the fast, uh, what is it, feast or famine matches? No, what's that? So in every corner, so it's like Money in the Bank, it's their version of Money in the Bank. In every corner, there's a briefcase okay. uh, like on, a, on a pole. One briefcase is a world title shot. One's an X Division title shot. One is a tag team title shot. And one is you're fired. But they don't know what's in the briefcases, right? Mm. And so I guess, I so Chavo was talking about when he was there. And I guess they tell you, you know, which briefcase to get. You're like, oh, get briefcase number three or whatever, you know? And then, um, so they went out there for the match. And Chavo got the you're fired briefcase. And he came to the back and he was like, Oh, that's funny, Dixie. I got the you're fired briefcase. That's that's so funny. And then Dixie's like, Oh, well, it was nice working with you, Chavo. So they were using that as a way to release wrestlers. Like, hey, they, is- they really fired him with that. And that's how he found out about it. Yeah. That's really shitty. I'm sorry. Like that. I would be pissed if I were shot. Because like, be you too. know what? You want to you release somebody, don't use it as like a gimmick match. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That's the one thing like that. Shouldn't that be worked? Work and if fire? you're going to tell them first. Yeah, tell them first. Well, you don't want to tell them because then they'd be like, why do I have to work the match then? Fuck you. Yeah, that's you know? true. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think that should be. It can be done in a storyline. It just shouldn't be a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I was, well, was kind of like, I didn't like how that, that he kind of. He was trying to work us, and but then he drug Eddie's daughter. Well, because he backpedaled. I mean, like, Enzo like, has done that. Too. It's it's the it's the hip wrestling thing to do on Twitter now. Like you get a little too far, and you go, "Oh, yeah, I, I was just working." Oh. I mean, it's the same thing. If like I was like, you know, I was talking shit to you, and I crossed the line, I go, "I'm just kidding." Like I don't know why. I'm you're just kidding. Well, oh, comics do that all the time. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, they, but, yeah, you're right. But the point is, Chavo has a history of putting his foot in his mouth. Whether it's a Tony Khan thing, he also when Seth got like tackled by the fan. Uh, Chavo came out and said, "Oh man, uh, what's with these wrestlers being soft today or something?" Getting tackled. Oh, wow. I like, remember that. That's funny. He did. So I'm just like, dude, like Chavo, you got blindsided. Like it's a live taping. It's also at uh, Barclays Center in Brooklyn, which famously their security has been problematic for years. That's also the same arena where Bret Hart got tackled during his Hall of Fame. Oh, that's the same building. I didn't realize same that. Building that the fan tackled that same building. Red Hart, you heard it here first, Gimmick Street listeners. Barclays Center security fucking sucks. And the thing, too, is, like, if you're Seth and somebody comes up from behind and, and kind of, like, gets your legs, you're going to fall because, I mean, you don't know that somebody trying to, like, you know, like, it could be part of something, right? 
until you, you, you turn you're, around you're, and you as a fan, you're probably going to maybe sell a little bit too. You're going to sell. Well, it's, I don't even think he sold. It's just, one, he got blindsided. Two, he's, yeah. you know, he's doing like 10 other things for the live program at the time. He's not time. Yeah. And the guy like tripped him, you know, whatever, something. Literally like tripped him from behind. Like, yeah, behind. Him, yeah grabbed his legs from behind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he probably, yeah, it's so funny. Like, I, I don't know if you remember the story of Randy Orton in South Africa. First night of the tour, he's the last match. He finished the match. He goes on the apron. Uh, he goes on the turnbuckle due to his pose. And some fan jumps in the ring and uh, low blows him from behind. And and some uh, journalist yeah. asked him about it. Like, hey, remember when he sold for that fan? He's like, I didn't sell. I was on a, Imagine if you're on a tightrope and you're just doing your pose. You're in your little world. You're thinking about like, hey, I'm tired. I want to go back to the hotel, eat some catering. And you get you know, punched in the balls, you'd fall over and die. I had the wherewithal to fall in the ring. That's literally what he said. He got pissed off. And I'm like, yeah, I get um, it. I would be pissed too. I would be pissed. He, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he probably wasn't selling. That barricade. Like, no, I, need, I need to make sure I fall correctly. Yeah. So I don't die. So yep, I get exactly. everybody pissed. So again, to bring it back to shallow, I think he's putting his foot in his mouth. He's trying to backpedal. He's trying to shit on Ray. I mean, Ray, Ray can do no wrong. New, freshly minted Hall of Famer. Had a fantastic match at Mania. This storyline with Dominic, I think he's elevating his son through this whole storyline. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then it's like on top of everything else, it's like, you know, I feel like maybe he's trying to make himself relevant again off of what Ray's doing, going to the Hall of Fame right now. He's, I think, Travel's looking for relevancy. Yeah, Travel's trying to make himself relevant because we wouldn't be talking about him right now if he had some stupid comments. Yeah, and and to me, this idea of Ray prostituting off of Eddie, I think he's paying tribute to Eddie. I mean, it's not that he's just using Eddie's name. He mentioned him. I watched the Hall of Fame speech. Eddie was brought up immensely, and just the era of Latino wrestlers and not getting, you know, let, let's be honest. It was that, that entrance that really made Trouble upset, if anything, you know, if it's real or not. Well, to me, you could, you could, it, certainly a person could look at it that way, but at the same time, it got a great reaction, and to me, it keeps Eddie's name alive. That was an incredible entrance, man. Snoop Dogg with his lowrider, like yeah. it was just—it was perfect. It worked oh, out it, great. It was Cal- Snoop Dogg lowrider, California. Ray just got inducted. He's fighting his son. It's a legacy yeah. match. Yeah. He talked about Eddie. It's not like he didn't talk about Eddie night. Also, people don't remember uh, some of Eddie's best feuds were with Ray Mysterio. Guess who inducted when Eddie died and pot was posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do you know the three people that spoke at that induction ceremony? Chavo Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Rey Mysterio. When Eddie Guerrero died, did they put the world title on Chavo? No, they no, put they Ray. put it on Rey. And who, <laughs> who, and I do think, like you know, Rey benefited in that way of like, yeah, the t- title was a storyline of Eddie, but at the same time, Rey benefited Eddie by making it about Eddie as well. I, so I, honestly, like, no offense to anybody, to Ray or anybody, but if Eddie hadn't died at that point, I don't think Ray would have been world champion. No, I don't think that would have happened, but to me, Ray was the best person to carry that legacy. And, yeah, absolutely. And the I mean, they're not going to put the belt on Chavo. <laughs> no. And he it couldn't have been Batista. Title on him, and he lost yeah. in 10 seconds to Kane. He lost to Kane. Yeah, it was terrible. You know. It was terrible. It was. So to me, I think there's a little bit more jealousy there than – prostituting of of eddie's name you know to me i think ray has always spoken with eddie about rev uh, rev with reverence uh i remember watching eddie's speech i remember ray made a reference to he said the the grail family was very uh, welcoming to me and they called me Wiwito. you know so like he was being like you know trying to pay respect to not just eddie but the entire grail mm-hmm. i think you know mm-hmm. being that ray is a you know a legacy wrestler and 
Latino wrestler. He understands the legacy of the Graham family, and he's trying to pay tribute to that through Eddie. Yeah, you know? and then Chavo said something in his long tweet about like, okay, Ray, I'm sorry, nobody's ever heard of Ray Mysterio Sr. That was, yeah, that to me felt more like the blow. You know? It was like a dig. It was like a personal, I don't know. Really shitty dig. I mean, I don't look. I mean, I'm sure, look, Ray's not stupid. He's clearly probably someone's going to call somebody and they're going to have like actually like, yo, like, do we need to talk about this? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like, but then like, you know, if, if Dave Meltzer calls Ray and he's like, hey, Ray, how do you feel about that? Ray's going to be like, oh, it's fine, whatever, because he wouldn't want to cause problems. No, Ray's not. Ray's, that, to me, that's a private conversation. If Chavo really feels miffed about something, instead of going to media, I, you don't think it's hard for him to get Ray Mysterio's number? And you don't think Ray's going to take a call? Of course he's going to take a call. So yeah, I think I that, that's a private matter. If he actually feels that way, talk to the person instead yeah, of going on something. Right. Call and be like, dude, stop using my family's name. You're yeah, or, or, you. or be like, yo, I felt this about specifically this thing that you did. Like, dead entrance maybe gave me diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> That, that entrance, <laughs> I was, I was going to make a reference to how we were constipated. <laughs> that entrance, everything went back up. <laughs> that reference put me, that entrance put me in the emergency room, okay, Ray? <laughs> um, Ambulance, hey, so man. These might be famous lads' words, Pratik, but I really hope uh, by this time next week, we are not on different brands. Right? Yeah, I hope we're not on different. I hope they don't draft us on different brands, baby. I uh, hope not either. We're, we're the gimmick street wrestling podcast. I get drafted over to fucking you know, my Mike Johnson's podcast. You're drafted <laughs> over to Brian Alvarez's. <laughs> I'll get drafted to Fightful. That'd be cool. <laughs> wow, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, where, where, where would Xavier end up? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Some Florida, some Florida. Metal injection. Seat. I know they used to wrestle. Oh, they, I probably get drafted to Dave Meltzer because we're near each other. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. Damn it. Damn. Everybody hates him. Everybody hates him. <laughs> Except for the young boy. Uncle, Uncle Dave. I and, apparently, don't really... and apparently CM Punk. Yeah, what did I ever do to you, Dave? And he goes, you tell me. Like, Dave had the best. He had a really quick person. He doesn't get thrown off when wrestlers, like, get mad. Apparently, yesterday, uh, somebody called, you know, was talking shit to Dave online and said something about, yeah, I remember when CM Punk called out you and your source? And then Dave said, when did CM Punk call himself out? And then he deleted it. <laughs> so I don't know if that means that his, that's his source or what, but that's yeah, hilarious. that's hilarious. Um, yeah, Dave is uh, you know look, he's a wrestling historian. Do I think? Do I think he stirs shit sometimes? Absolutely. Do yeah. I think? Uh, I think he also does spread a lot of things that he doesn't fact check, and then he gets called out on it, and he has to apologize. And to me, it's it's. The, but then the, the onus is on the fans to be like, yo, don't listen to him. But, you know, the fans also listen to him because we all want our little wrestling gossip. So the point is we should we should have Dave Meltzer's position. <laughs> we should yeah, take, we should. I agree. Yeah. I we, agree. Should we, be, we need his following. <laughs> we, we should be the premier source for wrestling. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you want to plug your social media? Yes, uh, at Pratheek Comedy, P-R-A-T-E-E-K Comedy, uh, PratheekComedy.com. I am traveling all over the country this summer. Come check me out. Uh, and again, everybody, depending on what, whether you like WWE, AEW, ECW, <laughs> Impact, New Japan, whatever, you know, we're all, we're all wrestling fans and we're all trying to just enjoy this crazy thing GCW. called... GCW. <laughs> I, I said ECW. I meant to say GCW. <laughs> We're all just trying to enjoy GCW and 
see light tubes get shoved up people's faces. You know exactly. Hell yeah, you can find me at Funky Sam Medina across the board. I'm doing cool shit. I have another podcast, Pro Wrestling Nation. I just put out a 2016 interview that I did with Britt Baker on the one year anniversary of her being a wrestler. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Everybody yeah, check that out. Fun. So go check that out. 2016 and it's new again. And, uh, I, a spoiler alert here because it's probably not going to be anything that comes from it. Uh, I messaged Britt Baker, uh, with a link to the episode and I said, Hey, Britt, I was hoping you would check this out. Also, let's do an updated interview. So, uh, we'll see what she says, but I doubt she'll even see my message. You know what? You're a charming guy. I'm sure you two could have a great interview. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Take care, wrestling fans. Take care, Sam. Likewise.